Welcome back to the Bridgebase Insider Podcast. We're so excited to be bringing back the series and inviting some incredible guests that we've met along the way of creating Bridgebase and launching into the international community. My name is Leo. I'm a third year student at Western University in London, Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm also the co-founder of Bridgebase. Um, I've been hosting these podcasts with many members of our team in the past. And today I'm so excited to be inviting a very special guest to be joining us, who's also a podcaster himself, uh, Devish Talakani. Not only that, he also goes to the same school I do. We almost did the same program. He's in the Ivy School of Business in the HPA 2 year. Uh, We're so excited to have you, Devesh. How's it going? All good, buddy. Thank you so much for having me, man, Leo. What you're doing with Bridgespace is honestly incredible. So just super happy to be here, man. Devesh, how did we meet each other uh, and uh, cross paths along this journey? Uh, just like, I guess all, all connections are LinkedIn. I think you shot me a message. I saw what you were doing. Um, and I was like, dude, this guy's doing incredible work. I definitely have to reach out. Um, and we're both part of the same Western community as well. Uh, go Mustangs. Um, (laughs) but yeah, no, I mean, after that, I was, we got, we got on a call and then we just vibed really well. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, here we are. Awesome. Yeah. We, we also have some really great, um, kids from Western our team as well and then obviously engaging with our material and our club partners of western so gold mistakes for sure um i i i'm all, all, always um very humbled by major support for our platform as well but he's definitely putting together some very impactful things not only within his academic communities but also for his own podcast progress Malik, um available on a multitude of platforms including spotify that's where i first found it um Dimitri, can you tell me a little bit about what you're putting together what uh listeners should expect Sure. Uh, so with Progressaholic, basically, um, the idea is a progress of self and society. So I'll sort of break that down a little bit. Um, there's a lot of podcasts that focus on personal development, which is your internal work. There's a lot of podcasts that focus on social impact, which is external. Um, how I see it is your standard of life, which is your um, personal growth, mental health, uh, spirituality, all that kind of stuff. And you have your standard of living, which is your food, shelter, clothing, your basic necessities. And there's a lot of podcasts that focus on both, but there's nothing that sort of brought the two together. Uh, and that's sort of where I wanted to sort of place Progressaholic and sort of bring that in, where it's like you're progressing yourself as an individual, you're growing yourself as an, as an individual, but you're also growing the people around you and societies around you so that we all move towards a net positive um, way. Um, that's sort of the story behind Progressaholic and why we started it, which is a progress of the standard of living and the standard of self. Um, and yeah, we've, we're about 92 episodes in as of this recording. Um, it's been an incredible journey. Honestly, man, if you, uh, if you told me about a a year ago that me as a university student would have a podcast and speak to all these sort of people, I would, I would say, dude, like stop talking shit basically, you know, (laughs) 92 episodes. That's quite something. Um, when, when did you, when, when in the year did you, um, did you begin to formulate the ideas for this and eventually talk to people about it? Sure, sure, sure. So um, another story behind this, uh, I actually started Progressaholic as a clothing brand. So what you see Progressaholic right now is maybe the third or fourth iteration of it. Wow. I started it, yeah, as a, as a clothing brand. And then I was like, when it was a clothing brand, um, I was like, why don't I start a podcast on the side just to sort of create it as a content vehicle so that Listeners would come in, but in the end, end up buying my clothing. Right. Uh, the clothing tanked. It was it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
but the the podcast started taking off and i was like um wait a second i think i'm on to you i'm on something over here right. and then uh we spoke to a couple of my friends slash mentors other listeners of the podcast and just the consumers of progressaholic um and they all said that you know whenever they come on the website they're a little confused because you're like telling me to buy something and you're telling me to listen to your podcast you're telling me to read your blog like what am i supposed to do right um and then we were like so we decided to scrap the blog, scrap the clothing brand, the clothing aspect of the online store and went all in on the podcast. Um, and yeah, I think we, we started the clothing brand around August, 2019. And then we scrapped the clothing brand in, um, I like to say around March, 2020. Okay. Um, and yeah, then sort of went all in on the podcast and yeah, man, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. Probably the better decisions, one of the better decisions that I've made for sure. Amazing. Well, you've interviewed quite a bit of people. I listened to, <clears throat> I listened to three or four of them where you interviewed some very cool Canadians and non-Canadians and leaders in so many different kinds of industries. Uh, what, which one stands, or which ones uh, stands out most in your mind of like, uh, whoa, I never thought I'd be able to talk to him or her, or like, mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm talking to this person. <laughs> Uh, I think there was a, there was a, dec- a decent amount of people for sure. Yeah. Um, I think one person who I was like super shocked and this is like in the starting when I wasn't even that big. This is like when I was in my 20th episode and she was one of my first guests was Sarah Wells. And she's a Canadian Olympian that has like, I think on all our social media is maybe around like a, like 70, 80,000 followers or whatever. Not too and, um, yeah i mean but like it was just that for someone that was just an inexperienced podcaster right and like the interview was pretty bad i'm not gonna lie it's pretty bad <laughs> if you go back to it it's pretty bad it, um <laughs> but yeah no she was she was she she i think she she did the 200 meter hurdles if okay. i'm mistaken at the 2016 rio olympics uh three summer olympics oh wow for, for canada and i mean it was incredible having her on uh, the fact that she agreed uh was pretty insane i just like cold emailed her her assistant reached out set up an intro call and then one thing led to another and uh yeah no we decided to record a podcast so that was like very early in the process and probably one of the most surprising ones um out of a list of a lot of surprising ones for sure i found that starting these projects and hiding um i don't want to say an excuse but an opportunity to, to to meet and um to engage with people that you would otherwise have a far greater difficulty to reach out to them for no particular reason except just like hey i want to like sometimes you just want to grab a coffee with someone like hear your experiences and to say like i'm doing a really cool podcast about uh, personal growth and, and this holistic wellness is really like ups your game right? um yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to hear like because we've been building the bridge based insider as a little bit of a team building morale building kind of a look into what we're doing um what in your opinion has changed uh, your personal either branding or growth um, that you didn't expect from creating this podcast in 90 something episodes now definitely definitely you yeah, know so on that point um i think the podcast has helped in like so many different ways it's actually incredible i actually made a list recently as well i don't have a list with on me right now but i was like okay this is what i started what's been like a knock-on effect of this and it's been incredible just like friends like actual friends like let's leave connections let's leave um, all that kind of like networking stuff and like, you know, all the buzzwords that, you know, people use or whatever, no disrespect to anyone. I use the buzzwords myself. Yeah. Um, but just like genuine friends and like, these are like podcast guests. 
um, that are doing incredible work in their field. And normally when you set up a call with them and you end up, you know, talking to them, you tend to build up a friendship with them. Uh, and sort of how I see my guess is that it's not like a one-off sort of call, like a, like a recording, where it's like you and me just record, and then you go your way, I'll go my way. No, it's like we're building that relationship over time. Um, and that's sort of how I see it. So just genuine, genuine friends. That's number one. One of the best things that I've sort of gotten from poster branding, podcasting, all that kind of stuff. Um, the second thing is I've also realized the power of LinkedIn. I think we sort of reached out to this a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm sure you with Bridgepace as well have like seen the power of a LinkedIn as a whole as a reach out um, a tool. If I, like, I'll give you an example. If I message someone, as you mentioned, yeah. hey, can we grab coffee? Or hey, are you free for a 15 to 20 minute call? Yeah. 80% to 90% of the times, um, the person's going to either not respond or just, you know, say no. Yeah. But if I tell someone, hey, I want to pick your brain on a podcast recording yeah. where I basically get free information. I'm not going to say, actually, I'm not actually going to say this, but I get free information from you. Yeah. I get to develop a relationship with you yeah. with that. And, and at the same time, you get access to my audience. Anyone, even if you have 10 listeners or a hundred, someone's way more likely to say yes to you coming, like yes to you sort of meeting, meeting with them, you know? So uh, podcasting has already led me to sort of get like part-time gigs on the side, uh, be a um, host on webinars mm-hmm. and be interviewed on webinars as well. Be interviewed on other podcasts as well. Um, it's helped me meet incredible people like yourself, man. So, I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a progressaholic. That's just testament to uh, sort of how much it's helped me out. It's really odd. I began listening. I began to really like download podcasts, like, for commutes to work, to be honest. And then like, never, ne- never am I like all the streams to, to ever think that I have something substantial and like interesting enough for people to either sit down or by chance, like listen to us. Um, like I remember listening to the New York, um, New York Times, like the, uh, I forgot what it's called, the Daily or something, like every single day, just like, because I'm an international relations policy student to work and there and stuff like that. And then thinking like how much production value and how much time goes into like researching all this and that, interviewing guests and stuff like that. Um, I, I, and I've spoken to a lot of students who, who are thinking about building like a presence online and whether that be uh, Instagram influencer or TikTok or whatever. And then sometimes for some reason, there seems to be a kind of uh, systemic barrier or lack of democratization of, of podcasting. They're like, oh, I don't know like what am I going to talk about that's relevant. How, why am I um, a voice that people would listen to? And how do I get started? Um, what, what, what do you think? What do you think about like um, the, the, the fact that people think, um, oh, maybe I'm not well suited to be a podcaster. Quote, yeah, yeah. And I think this is perfect for our audience because a lot of people that are listening are students. So let's, let's break down what you said, all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what you mentioned about how, um, you know, like who am I to start a podcast? Why would people right. listen to me? Okay, one thing to break that down is people don't need to listen to you. Right. Do interviews with other people that people may want to listen to. Yeah. Simple as that. That's what I'm like, doing. That's, exactly. And like, I mean, like you've got some incredible stuff. Like I would say you've got an incredible uh, story of what you have. Um, but I'm just saying for someone that really, really thinks that they have no story at all and they have nothing to speak about, nothing of value. First thing is that interview other people. Simple as that. That's, that's the best way to sort of go about it. Interview people within your field or whatever you want to start a podcast around. Second thing is document, don't create, and 
a bunch of people have said this. This is not not not. I'm not taking any credit for this. Sounds a little um, Gary V there. <laughs> sounds very Gary V there. Whether you like or whether you hate the guy, mm-hmm. um, what he said it didn't hit me until I actually tried it out. Yeah, um, and maybe we can speak a little bit more about this. I tried out a 30 day LinkedIn content challenge. Yes, you did. I saw that. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and that 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 man like saved my life literally because 30 days of content like on LinkedIn where like you can't like LinkedIn's a little different. Um, and it was, it was really interesting. Cause like, it's like, how do you come up with 30 pieces of content in three days? Um, and that's when his idea of document, not create came up. Cause I was seeing different, different instances in my life where if I was just aware, I would like pick up on them and I'm able to speak about them in a post or something. So it's like just sort of speaking about my, like what's happening in my life and sort of picking on those lessons from it as a whole. So document don't create. And secondly, uh, firstly, um, do interviews. If you think that you have nothing to speak about, but more sort of experts in their fields as a whole, I think those two would be the main two aspects. I think there's a third point that you mentioned as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be like, how do I develop my, like some of the hard skills, like uh, public speaking skills or some of the even more technical stuff like audio, video editing um, to, to, to pol- make something more polished and presentable for the public. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would like to give a more concrete answer and a more sort of um, step-by-step answer to this, but it it really comes with practice. Yeah, it really does. I'm sorry, like interviewing cannot be, Hmm. like it it can't, like you can definitely like hire someone to make you a better public speaker, make you a better interviewer. You're a student, you probably don't have the money to do that. So all I'm saying is, is that you learn with practice i still cringe when i go and listen to some of my older podcast episodes Same, yeah. <laughs> like like they're they're pretty shitty i'm not gonna lie right um and i know she's admitting that and i don't think i'm perfect right now i still make a lot of mistakes just just to give it just to give an idea of the technical mistakes that i've made recently um and i'm perfectly fine talking about this and being vulnerable vulnerable about it because it is about progress on perfection i forgot to press record on a 40 minute podcast recording with a financial coach um, and his name is Dave. Shout out to that guy. Um, and just imagine in the, like in the 45th minute when we're done, I, f- I remember that we forgot to record. Oh my gosh. And he was super sweet about it. Wow. Um, and he decided to record it another 45 minutes with me. Oh my gosh. Wow. And like, I was like so humbled by that experience. And yeah. of course, you know, so that's pretty harsh on myself so you know i like literally like i almost like teared up with him and i was like dude like you have no idea how grateful i am to you so back to the point like practice will make perfect and you will make mistakes along the way be yeah. okay with you making mistakes along the way and um the main thing is that you just got to get like reps under you for example classic example you go to the gym to work out you get your reps in yeah you get stronger you do your interviews, you get your reps of interviews, you'll get better and better at it. Public speaking is the same thing. I, I spoke to a public speaking coach in our podcast and he said the same thing. He's like, don't expect to learn public speaking by just watching my videos. You're actually going to try it out in your yeah. real life, you know? Um, and yeah. And on the technical side as well, it's, it's, it's sort of improving. Um, like you sort of improve step by step and I'm still not perfect. There's still clicks in certain parts that I'm not able to sort of work on as a whole, uh, but it's definitely gotten better over time. Um, and yeah, again, on that, another, another solution is that find someone who can 
co-produce or co-host a podcast with you. So if you're a student, find another friend, someone who's maybe better on the technical side and you're better on the speaking side. So he or she looks at the technical side, um, sort of focuses on like actually editing the podcast, me posting it on the socials and all that. Um, and you focus more of like the interviews and all that kind of stuff. So maybe dividing up those tasks might be another great way to um, sort of get, to get around that technical aspect as well. Sounds like a, you, 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 you really know what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, can I, let me run something by you. Tell me, tell me if you think this is a, this is a relevant one. So in the beginning, when we did, when we did bridge base, I was um, working together with, as you said, like different talents as well. Um, I found that something that's really uh, encouraging for, for, for improving public speaking and something that you should reflect upon is um, if you're not scared or nervous or uncomfortable to be talking to the people you are or to meet someone new, then you're likely not improving your public skills, public speaking skills, and not learning something new. Um, I remember so many random Zoom calls we jumped on with like uh, different student clubs from UK, Singapore, and whether they're, they're, they're like from Cambridge, Oxford, and I'm like, I'm from Western University in like God knows well nowhere, London, Ontario, and they're like. <laughs> Yeah, we love what you're doing. And chances are, no matter how nervous you are, people tend to be, the outcome of your discussion tends to be more productive. And even like that really generous guy with the uh, additional 45 minutes for you. So I think like public speaking that like demands a lot of failure for sure and making mistakes for sure, but also like knowing where you're comfortable at and then challenging that and then speaking to someone you might be, oh, like, oh shit, um, this guy's a big deal. I have to prepare myself. I have to do my best in this way. Yeah, 100%. And like on that point, you, you like literally hit it, uh, hit, hit the nail on the head. But I remember I like right before this, a couple of hours before this, I had a call before this recording. And um, I sort of like, I love getting on calls because I love talking to people and it's, it's a lot of fun for me. Um, the call that I was on, the people were great. They were like nice people and all that for sure. It was, it was a good call. It, was, it wasn't fine, but I would consider it as a failure because like it got over way earlier than it was supposed to be. And I didn't feel that like, connection with the other person. For example, like the space that you and me have created right now, this is incredible, you know? Um, but it wasn't a similar sort of space. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, I was talking and the other person was typing while mm -hmm. talking to me. So like I they're could doing see... this and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or they're looking at the screen, but you can make out their typing. It's pretty yeah. easy to make out, you know? Uh, on Zoom, like people don't realize it's actually pretty easy to make out if, if you have me as 100% or you don't have me 100%. Yeah. Um, and... And I'm not no harm to them. Like it was still a great call and all fine. Uh, but uh, like I still, after taking hundreds of calls, still have bad calls. Or yeah. I still have bad recordings. Or I still mess up horribly. I was I was co-hosting a webinar, and uh, I completely messed up one of the questions. And like luckily my co-host came in and saved the day. Uh, but if you don't put yourself in that position, how are you supposed to even experience it or get better? Exactly as you said, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, progress not perfection. Easier said than done. Easier said than done, but it's fighting through those couple of seconds of um, getting outside the comfort zone. And yeah, life's yours. Don't get caught up with the things you slip up on or the people you may not have made the best impressions on. And sometimes it's not even like you're you're presenting the same quality material and some people would just not be as receptive to it. Like some, obviously people will praise you for it and that, that feels good. Right? And some people are like, oh, okay, okay. And then you just end that call. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, oh, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to take a quick like um, two or three minutes sideline and ask you about some of the technical questions. I'll be a little bit more rapid fire. Uh, what mic do you use um, that you found really high quality? 
So I use the blue snowball ice currently. Uh-huh. It's about, if not mistaken, uh, between, don't poke me on this. I remember seeing no this problem. on Amazon, between 50 to 70 Canadian on Amazon currently. Pretty affordable. Um, friends, my friends got it for me uh, as a birthday gift. Shout out to them if they're listening to this. But yeah, um, yeah no, 50 to 70 dollars are pretty affordable, honestly. Sounds good. And do, uh, do you use that with um, with a clamp or with a stand or um, or with headphones at the same time? Yeah, so I use I use headphones. Like I had other headphones, but they're kind of ruined. So I need to buy new ones. I'm just using these uh, simple white ones yep. um, currently. And the stand that I use, if I show you, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna be like, dude, what is this guy? But so that prompts you one too. <laughs> I have a book here. It, this is my hey, stand. I have a textbook too. <laughs> I have I have four books on top of each other and the right. stand on top. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm still working on a student budget, so I don't have a lot of money to really spend no, on absolutely. like a crazy mic and all that kind of stuff. No, uh, that's great. Yeah, and what? Um, so there's also the uh, way you edit your audio and everything like that, and then what? And using a, a software, I assume to publish. Uh, what are your thoughts for best ones for beginners or uh, people who want to get into this game? Sure. So uh, one thing that I personally use, I what, what I use is um, I use um. Uh, uh, sorry, Adobe Audition, mm-hmm. which comes in the Adobe Creative uh, Cloud package, yep. which is about uh, 20 US dollars per uh, per month uh, to get the whole package. And you get a bunch of like Adobe uh, stuff basically with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get like video editing, all that kind of stuff, Premiere Pro, which is great as well. Right. Uh, if someone cannot afford that, I would say Audacity is great. It's completely free. And yep. I've had a lot of... Um, friends and podcasters that i've used as well mm-hmm. um i actually i actually made a podcast recording about this but it's like how to start a podcast under a hundred dollars so whatever i'm saying is specifically Dude. for students that want to start a podcast and if your excuse is i don't have enough money this is your answer to that because yeah. it is really cheap to start one honestly perfect yeah uh we'll make sure to link that uh, somewhere below for you for you guys sure. to check out as well yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, well, well, for reference, Bridgebase uses Anchor um, that allows you to democratize a whole bunch. And uh, we, I record myself of the Audio Technica. I think it's they don't. It's out of stock on Amazon, and I, I don't know if it's available at Best Buy. But Audio Technica is pretty reliable. It's a a little bit pricier, uh, but not still not too bad. Not below one fifty, I don't think. One thirty-five. I got it on discount, so just just shy of one thirty. Um, and yeah, the the. They're pretty, they're pretty good. And Bridgebase is um, uh, doing a lot of video calls as well. So um, I don't know. What, what webcam do you use? Maybe this will be helpful for people who want to do video. Yeah. So, so currently, I'm, I, I'm currently using my laptop's webcam, but I have an additional one on the side as well. Yep. Um, that's a little better. Uh, it's just that certain other members of the house are using it, so I wasn't able to yeah. get a hand of it today. Uh-huh. Um, but that was about, about $80. But that's again a cost that doesn't need to be there. Like yeah. if you minimal, minimal, minimal stuff. Yeah. Like for example, the current web, ca- like the current laptop camera that I'm using, it's it's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets the job done. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like this is like I'm trying to make sure that it's as low of a cost as possible for a student uh, to start one. So your your laptop camera is perfectly fine. If you can't afford one, I'm sure you can get a pretty decent one in a certain amount of money for sure. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the, this pretty much covers like the majority of what, what, what you would need. Um, now we know it's one like one thing to make and then another thing to get it out there. Right? Um, what, what was your experience in kind of getting 
uh, but I just felt like maybe as your friend first or getting out to your network and getting people to start listening to it. Cause I know it's uh, certainly got a good amount of you uh, listen, listenership now, but uh, what was that for us like? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so for us, I think one of the main things was one of the main things that I suffered with because I started this off alone um, was consistency. And, and, right. and that's something that I like, I will definitely, I think is, is a bit of an issue when you're a student um, personal anecdote, I sort of came into the HBA program at, at, at Ivy Western, um, last year when I started Progressaholic. So I was not consistent at all for the first four to five months. I wasn't consistent. I was maybe posting one or two episodes a month. That's which, pretty impressive for HBA's workload, to be honest. <laughs> but if you're trying to start a successful podcast, it okay. is not, uh, it, it, it's sort of that, that, that wavelength. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing with podcasting is that you got to stick to a schedule. Uh, and that's something that I suffered with until I actually, it came down to like when COVID hit, yeah. I had a lot more free time in my hands. And then I was able to do, I did like about two episodes a week, uh, okay. one to two episodes a week. And now we're like set Monday and Thursdays, no matter what we will post as simple as that. Yeah. But that took me about seven to eight months to reach that point of like consistent posting. And if I'd done that a little bit earlier, um, even if I posted once in two weeks, but if you update your listeners, you're like, Hey, I'm going to be posting this, like this time bi-weekly or weekly or monthly, it makes a way bigger difference. I think that was one thing being inconsistent with the posting. Um, and I think one way to also get around that, as I mentioned in the past, get a couple of people and start it together when you're alone as a student at times, managing all the different aspects can be a little more challenging, yeah. but when you get on a couple of people, like what I've done with myself now, we have someone for social media. We have someone for blog writing. We have someone for, for uh, community outreach. It's made life a lot more easier and sustainable. Um, so I'm able to post like two episodes a week while I'm currently doing my fourth year at university, which is still pretty hard, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really impressive, to be honest. Um, I, I, I really admire that, um, like, consistency. And I, this is probably more Gary Vee, but you need to be patient as hell um in, yeah. in in this process no overnight success in, in podcasting no matter who the hell you interview um and then and then um consistency when it comes to a, like a like a set schedule despite everything else going on in your life yeah yeah, yeah that's 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 amazing um so what what is your listenership like now um nine 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 months into that into that process sure sure so this is like um may not be too super impressive but we crossed five thousand recently just like a couple of days ago. Yeah. Thanks. 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 Appreciate it. And um, I'm get, just to preface this, just to sort of show you exactly what you said before. It is about patience until March slash April. Yeah. Because I wasn't consistent. I was maybe at 500 total downloads. Right. And the second it got consistent and sort of moved ahead. Now we're averaging like around 500 downloads per week. Wow. So, I mean, fingers crossed, we're hoping to hit um, 10,000 within the next couple of months. Because, mm -hmm. And it's been like an upward trajectory. So from averaging like three to four downloads a week, yeah, averaging 500 downloads a week, that was consistency and that was patience. Easily could have quit when it was like, two, when it wasn't like getting that much traction. Um, then figured out what are the mistakes that I'm doing. Um, sort of rewired the brand as a whole. Um, and yeah, now it's much better, but the thing is, is that no one sees that aspect. They only see the, the current listenership. They don't see sort of the, the patience and the pain that you have to go through to get to where you are right now, you know? Um, 
so yeah it's definitely a patience game as a whole yeah for sure now you you are a podcaster now which what podcast do you listen to uh, for inspiration so currently i've been like really loving smart passive income by pat flynn nice um he is incredible and he brings on some incredible people as well um and it's it's just like a lot of different ways like different business opportunities out there and all that kind of stuff so he's incredible um also i started a podcast thing listening to one guy and that was uh lewis house school of greatness mm, yeah 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 and he's he's killing it in the uh in the podcasting game uh you know he's like he's i think he has over 700 plus episodes i'm not even sure how many he has but he's killing it um and he's got some incredible guests on people like Kobe Bryant, um, Gary V, all, all the big names, like he's got all of them basically. And um, another one that I've been like binging recently, I've finished maybe 70% of his episodes uh, is Akimbo by Seth Godin. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. What's that about? Uh, Akimbo, it's more like about like sort of culture as a whole and where we're going. And he brings marketing into culture. Um... So he's anything related to marketing, Seth Godin is your guy. But it's not like marketing, like, oh, I got to measure this metric, cost per acquisition, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like he talks about marketing from a societal perspective and all that kind of stuff. Um, Seth Godin is incredible. And uh, yeah, that part, these three for sure currently, yeah. uh, there's a lot more, but these are the top three that come, that come to me. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I think I'll check out Akimbo. I've been a little bit accustomed to the Michelle Obama podcast, um, see, seeing, her, seeing her talk to her brother and family members yeah. and Barack, obviously. Um, and, and like, she keeps it pretty non-political to be completely yeah. honest. And then like, um, not a lot of people know their, their, their stories like just before politics or like, or even the two kids were um, in vitro. Uh, not too many people knew about yeah. that. So um, it's, it's really like, like, like this really like shows like a lot of people, people see the glamor, people see what you've achieved. Um, and then they're like, oh, why I should just emulate this uh, or like I should do this as well. What's stopping me? But I think that, that mentality coupled with um, patience and then knowing you're going to fail at first for sure and then picking yourself up as well um, is something that I'm consistently working on as well. And I really, really good to see, hear you do this since uh, you said March, right? So, so it's been a good bit of time. Now. Yeah, so um, I, I, I know our, our listeners are, 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 are going to, oh, I encourage, we'll, we'll list some of the, some of the quality ones for progress holic down below but uh um, i have to ask you before we go what's next well what can we expect going forward uh in the next couple of months uh definitely man i mean uh, um i i like to plan but i don't like to plan too much whenever i plan in my life uh life slapped me in the face and maybe go the <laughs> other way yeah in a good way in a good way yeah um always in a good way in the end i think for me personally currently uh, thinking about starting a podcasting newsletter uh, oh, so okay. sort of a newsletter for pod, a podcaster to sort of get advice, um, come together and all that kind of stuff. And um, also a couple of um, ideas in the air around doing something that offshoots from Progressaholic or that extends Progressaholic. Uh, there's a couple of things going on. Uh, an online course is, is, is a conversation going on over there. I'm uh, not too sure about that. Um, but yeah, I know just... just um, I'm kind of looking for different opportunities right now to uh, grow the brand as a whole. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have a concrete answer as such. Maybe ask me in a, in a couple of months. We'll do. Have a better yeah. answer. 
Yeah, well, from now on, Birchbridge looks forward to, par to partner and work with Progressholic whenever, wherever we can. Uh, we know we have students uh, around the world that transcend um, kind of a traditional market of students are typically exposed to podcasts a lot. Um, I, I, I'm certain that a lot of our students have no idea why anyone would listen to a podcast or what a podcast is. Um, and we're excited to, to, to have someone like Vish with that experience and also a student himself um guide you through that process really it's su such a pleasure to have you today we look forward to uh working together and then and then seeing what's to come well we got another uh point for you to make did you want to have any concluding thoughts for our listeners sure sure sure. i just wanted to add a couple if you don't mind like just for a couple more seconds a couple more uh, yeah, this i just wanted to add like a sort of like a pitch to someone who's a student who's confused about starting a podcast or doesn't want to that sounds great this? Yeah, put that in um all i'm saying is is that podcasting is a tool um don't, don't think about it from a, like a money perspective, but just thinking about a perspective from as a student, it is one of the easiest ways to reach out to people that are way more senior, way more qualified than yourself. Yeah. Great way to make friends if that's also something that you're looking for. And another thing that people say is that there's too many podcasts already. What's the point of me making another one? I'm telling you this right now. I think the podcast drop-off rate is like 50 to 70%, which wow. that means, which means that, to 70 percent of current podcasts don't run anymore so people start start stuff and they just don't do it anymore so the market out there like i know the numbers are like there's over like a million active podcasts <laughs> but like the market out there is actually a lot like the sorry the competition is actually a lot smaller than you think it is because uh, a lot of people don't continue with their podcasts right. um and it will develop your public speaking skills it will develop you personally professionally uh, and combine that with LinkedIn. If you create content on LinkedIn and podcasting, LinkedIn and podcasting, and you're setting yourself up for the future in a much better way um, than you you possibly could. You want to get career advice uh, for your career as well, networking, everything. I could go on and on, but I know we have a limited time. Uh, no, so sure. yeah, that, that's sort of a, a small pitch about why you should start a podcast as a student. And it's whatever you want to do, not by any means just for business students. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to start a podcast on Smurfs, go <laughs> ahead and do that. Right. It's 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 what your int where your interest lies, what you're curious about. Another really good advice: if you want to get into a certain career path or something, for example, recently I had someone that she was interested in bioinformatics, and I hope I'm saying that right. She, I'm like, start a podcast with that and interview people, and she's starting one right now with bioinformatics to interview more and more expert like experts within that field as a whole. Yeah. So that's another way to look at it as well. Interest, um, something you're curious about, or maybe something uh, more of, of like a career opportunity in the future as well. The only way you're limiting yourself is if you don't start one. That's that's probably that's probably the way to go. Yeah. And I'm sorry to add this. I'm sorry I'm taking too much of your time up. Go for it. But yeah. um, I'm just gonna add this in. You don't have to start a podcast. I'm just saying there's three different types of content: written, audio, and video. Figure out what one works for you. So for example, if you like speaking, but you don't want your face to be seen, uh, use audio, which is podcasting, which is perfect. If you prefer being in front of a camera, use video and then turn that into audio content for a podcast. If you just really don't like, you know, sitting in front of a mic or whatever, <laughs> yeah, written is always there. Like I'm, not, like, I'm not saying that definitely start a podcast, but I'm saying that there's so many benefits. And if you can push yourself enough to do it, please go ahead and do it, you know? Whatever works with you. I think I, I personally think like our our engagement with a lot of LinkedIn users are so much often through like uh through like like asynchronous materials that uh, we have online. And then like 
uh, we get that students like have to read this and that and then process sign and a lot of stuff. So I find it really refreshing when then whenever someone takes the time to uh, preach or put guidance on whatever their topic of expertise is um, in a way where I can listen to, to the person or like see the person break it down. Um, and especially if you're a student, uh, I find it really refreshing and really rewarding if you're getting advice from somebody else who is as well. Definitely, definitely, definitely agree. Thank you so much, Nourish. It's been a pleasure to have you on here. Uh, uh, wishing you the best for the upcoming couple of months. Uh, and uh, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you, man. And the work that you guys are doing at Bridgespace is incredible. Uh, I'll be supporting you in any way I can in the future as well. Um, yeah, just keep at it, man. Like the world needs more of Bridgespace, so please, please, please keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate that. Bridgeface is working on a uh, a new live events hosting platform that we're uh, working with some software developments um, and then the students around the world to put together. Uh, this has been our newest episode of the Bridgeface Insider podcast for this October. Uh, look forward to more to come. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.